Welcome to the Rancho Cordova podcast. My name is Charles Lego and I'm your host. Today we're going to do things a little different and we're going to have a conversation with someone I've known since I've been in this town, which is three years. I used to bump into this guy at all the events I would go to. He would be there with his camera and I used to think to myself, well, who is this guy taking all the photos? Well, it turns out that this person is Rick Sloan. You know, Rancho Cordova was basically built upon uh, volunteerism. Right. It's that's what that city was thriving with. Uh, it was taking the, the the people who grew up there with the pride and feeling of uh, you know their city deserves better. Always, you know, they want to do that. And he's a photographer mainly for the Grapevine um, group of papers and the events that I would go to at City Hall or any other event, he would be there. And I decided that we would bring him in today and we would just have a conversation about his time in Rancho Cordova, all the people he knows, and all things Rancho. So Rick Sloan, welcome to the Rancho Cordova podcast. Thank you, Charles. Thanks for having me. So Rick, as I said right here, I've I came here in 2019 and I would go to these various events at City Hall when we opened the film office and then I would see you everywhere with your camera. Um, why do I see you everywhere with your camera? Tell That's, us that. Let's start with that. Good question. Good question. Um, years ago, I was given a camera. 1971, my parents went to uh, China and came back with a camera. I'd asked them to get me one. From that point on, I, I started uh, recording. I'm recording my life through images, and then you know it was film. It was a lot. It wasn't it wasn't easy as nowadays with digital cameras that to record your life because you can do a million photographs of one event. In right. those days, you didn't. You had to go buy. So film you did it with film back right. then. Oh yeah. So you would get them all processed. Oh yes. So Co you must have a lot of photographs. I have Kodachrome 64 slides. That yeah. was that was the direction to go into. Wow. I, okay. I still have archives of, of thousands of slides. So let's start off. Let's let's get to know Rick Sloan. So why don't you start off? Where were you born? Tell us about your parents and tell us about your early life. Early life, uh, I was I was born in Charleston, West Virginia, and I have very few memories of Charleston, West Virginia. I did go back there, uh, you know, about ten or twelve years ago, well, longer than that, fifteen years ago, and I and to visit where I was born, um, because they they we my parents moved out to California in uh, 1955, so I was only like an, a year and a half old, or maybe. Yeah, so now we've just given away your age. Right, right. So we might as well tell everybody how old you are. Yeah, so six, you're 70 almost? No, no I'm, I'm 69 years old right 69. now. I'll be uh, 70 in January 22nd. Well, you look good for 69. Thanks, I feel good. I would good. have never said good. you were 69. Yeah, I feel good. Anyway, um, the whole thing about uh, West Virginia, all I remember, I, I do have a, a, re a recollection of, of a one memory, and I shared it with my mother years later. I said, I remember being on a green field full of very colorful balls around me. And I couldn't figure out what that was all about. And, and I told her that, and she says, what? Wait a minute. When you were a baby, we used to put you on a pool table wow. so, so you wouldn't roll off. Because it has the little edges, the little edges, you know, on the edges. 
and and on this green field were the the pool balls. Oh, okay. So that that's my memory. That's your memory. Yeah. That, so tell us about your parents. So who were your parents? Right. My dad was a, a dentist. He was in the military. He was a captain in the army. He he was a dentist for over forty years. So he was a dentist in the army. Yeah. Yeah. Dental corps. Wow. And uh, he actually kept a little journal and. Uh, I read it one. I read one of the passages, and he saw. I saw over a hundred patients today. Can you imagine that? That's a lot of. Uh, you need a lot of patients right. to see that many patients. Uh, so what did the, he? Was he in the war? He was in. Well, that's World, World War Two. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And what did he station anywhere or? Just all there? over, all yeah. over. I've okay. got, I've got a little. Uh, I got a little a money that he's collected in every country and okay. every city he went to, and. And I have actually a little lighter that he had inscribed the names of the countries he went. Okay. He visited. But he was in the medical corps. He was the uh, military, yeah, ar- yeah. army uh, okay. medical. And your mother? My mother was a, uh, a, 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 her father died young. She was two years old. And she was, he grew up, she grew up during the Depression. So she's... Um, depression child and and that was an interesting combination because when she met my father which was on a blind date um they uh they hit it off and she thought she hit just hit the jackpot you know this is a guy who not only was he had his dental license uh his parents owned a department store in in uh, dunbar Oh, West so she Virginia. married up she yeah yeah well, she, they had all sorts of yeah. uh, and, and my mother i mean she had it very rough because when they, they lost their uh, her father at such a young age, he was the breadwinner of the family, and um, he was in the grocery business. So they always had, you know, fresh fruits and vegetables on in the on the table. But when he died, the whole family had to go to work, and uh, that's why my mom only she got a high school education, but. Um, she was very, very smart, and she educated herself on a lot of good. Uh, and then, did you have uh, siblings, brothers, or sisters? I, I did. I do. Oh, do. I yeah, do. Yeah, I've got, I've got a, an older sister, a uh-huh. year and a half older, and I have a younger brother who's three years younger. Okay. They're both in, in Los Angeles. So, in 1955, you moved to Los Angeles. You're a couple of years old. Do you remember where in LA you moved to? Actually, my parents bought a house in uh, Brentwood. Brentwood. Very, yeah. Right, in, right near Santa Monica. It was uh, thirty-five thousand dollars. Yeah, and uh, it's probably three point five million today. If and you're right, exactly yeah. right. And I kept trying to tell my brother and sister, "Don't sell when we sold." We, when my mom passed away, she always said that if you know, if one of you, if two of you kids want to sell the house, that's that, that's the vote, you know, and. And unfortunately, uh, that's the direction we went to. We yeah. we got we got we made a lot of money I'm sure, on it, yeah. but we would have made probably a double, right? If we still had yeah. the uh, property. And then um, you went to school in LA. High school was LA. Right. I went to uh, all through uh, all my schooling in uh, in uh, Los Angeles. Um, right, do you remember which school. high school? High school was uh, Palisades High School. Okay. It was, uh, and the uh, the interesting thing about Palisades High School, Charles, is that uh, it it mirrored what Cordova High School was. It opened up about the same time, like 1963, and um, I, I, I see a lot of uh, similarities of, of that school. Um, and I just recently visited that school, 
uh, for because I went down for my 50th high school reunion. And uh, it became a charter school, so it really wasn't the same school it used to be as it, that I remember. Right. Going Palisades to. is a very nice area. Oh, today it's, it's surround. It's now it's like we're all movie stars. I mean, yeah. I grew up with movie stars' kids. Right. It, I mean, Cloris Leachman's kids were in my class. You know, just, really, which yeah. ones? Uh, Adam England. Adam, you know Adam. Yeah, yeah. 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 I managed Cloris Leachman for many years. I was her manager. That's great. That's so great. I know Adam. I know George. I know all of them. Yeah, I know them all very well. Yes, Adam's a lawyer today. Right. He's he lives in Encinitas. In, yeah, collects. Uh, he's in yeah in Mexico. So Adam England was in your class. Yeah. That's yeah. a very small world. Right. So did you meet George England, the father? I know George. George no, I never met the father. I I met Cloris a number of times. Yeah. Uh, but George I don't is the ever middle son. The, the, but remember the George, the son George Jr. So Adam is the oldest. Right. They had Brian. Brian. Brian died. Right, right. They then George, and then um, Morgan. Morgan. Morgan right. is the youngest. Right. I know them all. Yeah, I was Cloris's manager for at least ten, ten years. That's great. Yeah. Well, we also had Judy Garland's kids. You did. And we had Dick Van Dyke's kids. Wow. It was uh, so. It you was, grew up in movie land. I, I grew up in movie land. So it would have been very easy for you to sort of get into the entertainment industry. Then I could have, if uh, there was a direction there, I might have. Uh, I, I I've always been into like, uh, I would have probably gravitated towards the graphics part of it. You right. Know, uh, so we got to be careful here because I know you and I could sit here for three hours and talk, so I'm going to move you along here. Well, this could be like a 10-part. It could be. <laughs> yeah, story. Um, so high school, were you a good student? Um, I think I was, a, I was a, always a B student, and I took pride in, in, in that. I mean, I always was able to take a lot of electives, which gave me A's in those electives because I always took things that I, that I was passionate for. And then did you go to college? I went to uh, Santa Monica College for two years, got my AA degree. And um, the interesting thing about, let's go back a little bit, because I don't know how many kids decide what they want to do in, in junior high, but from a, from a very early age, uh, starting in elementary school, I was, you know, my sixth grade teacher, when my work was being hung in the hallways, she would say, one day I'm going to visit your work in a museum. I'm, I mean, I'm, I feel so confident about uh, your talents. And and actually, when I was in junior high school, I, I declared myself an art major. Yeah. And uh, so you've always had a knack for art. I've always had a passion for creating images, uh, yeah. things, looking outside the box, doing something that that people like, you know, come up to you and say, "Wow, that's fantastic! You did that. That's great." So when you're in high school, you're a senior. What people normally start thinking of the direction they want to go in life. What What did you want to be when you grew up? Well. When I got, I was always, always conflicted because, I mean, I could have gone into dentistry if I saw the, the passion that my dad had, but he he wasn't he had a hard time with dentistry. It wasn't uh, he'd rather be on the golf course or right. Riviera, than being uh, you know working on someone's teeth, and um, so I I didn't really I wasn't really uh, uh, given the the direction to go into dentistry by my dad, and therefore I. Actually, one of my uh, girlfriends around the block, her father worked for Carnation as a, in a graphic designer, and I sort of inter was interested in what you got into what, that. What, yeah, I I basically was just I liked what he was you know kind of stuff that he did, 
But I was still battling being a fine artist and a commercial yeah. artist and that kind of stuff because I mean my true love would have been uh, to be a fine artist, but you know that stere- right. stereotype for that Charles is you know starving artist and that's what I grew up with and so right. it was hard for me to keep my passion in the right direction and the, my the the father that I was telling you about he led me to the Art Center College of Design it was it was on West Third Street uh, when I first started there right. And it uh, moved later on to uh, Pasadena, a beautiful uh, architectural rendering building of a uh, I think it's Craig Elwood. I uh-huh. think was the uh, the architect. Okay. It 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 goes over like two hills. Right. It, it's like a black uh, rectangle building in Pasadena. Right, in Pasadena. Yeah, I think I know where that is. Yeah. yeah. So during this whole time, let's go back to your parents. Your dad did he stay in the military? No, 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 no. He um, he's opened up a uh, a dental practice in Santa Monica. Oh, so he became a dentist. Right. He became full full time dentist in Santa Monica. His uh, office was about Seventh Street and Lincoln, so he always had a view of the ocean from his uh, from his office, and yeah. we would always during exactly. summer summer vacation we would call him uh, uh, to see if the uh, the if it was socked in with clouds or they'd yeah. blo- blown away, and it was a sunny day at the beach because. That's what we did during the summer. We and you were living there. where then? I we live in the Brentwood house still. You're still was, in Brentwood. Uh, yeah. And your mother? Did she just become a housewife? She's basically a, a homemaker, yeah. uh, in charge of everything that was related to the house. My dad just basically turned over the all the finances to her, and she took care of it. And and with that, she really uh, she was she was she had, her hidden talent was in finance because she later in life was a. Uh, an accountant uh, doing free uh, taxes for the elderly at okay. the senior center in uh, Santa Monica. Very so nice. She was doing all that kind of stuff. Okay. Yeah. She. So you, I, I mean, I see it. Like, this is why I wanted to talk to you. Like, who knew you had a very nice upbringing? I had the best, yeah. the, the best upbringing. Hobnobbing with the rich and famous. I, I have, I had, right. I have great stories. Living the, in the, Brentwood. Your dad's a dentist in Santa Monica with yeah. an ocean view. Right. I don't know if you've ever remembered the Brentwood Country Mart. That was another one of my yeah. stomping grounds. Right. And, and that's still there. So, there, you know how people have certain... Uh, uh, places they like to go back to reminds them of their childhood. Most of the restaurants that I went to grow, growing up with are gone, but the Brentwood Country Mart is still there, and that yeah. was a place where you can go. And uh, pretty soon, you know, all of a sudden, uh, Elliot Gould will walk by, right? And and and, and people, you know, people from all walks of life right, are right. go to this place. Elliot uh, Gould's another one I know because I managed Sally Kellerman. Also, for many years, do you know who she is? Yes. She was yes. in MASH, yes, Hot I Lips, I know. and obviously Elliot Gould. So I, I bumped into Elliot Gould I, many times. I love Sally. that bathroom scene where yeah. she's taking the shower and right. boom. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure you do. <laughs> so um, I see in my notes here that you uh, met Ansel Adams, Richard Avendon, and Chuck Jones. I did. These so are... how did you meet those guys? So, when... you know, Chuck Jones, I'm not familiar who he is. Chuck Jones is the uh, Warner Brothers... Uh, Cartoons, and, okay. and he did you know all the graphics right. and, and stuff for that. Well, so. Ansel Adams obviously and Richard Avendon, photographers. Right. So how did you meet them? Because um, I went, I attended by a um, when I, my friend, also my friend's father, who worked for Carnation, was a uh, graphic designer. Said I should go to the Art Center College of Design. So I, uh, you have to apply there, and I, I got in. I first, uh, my first. Uh, 
uh, major was advertising, and that was too much of a uh, of stretch right. from from being a fine artist right. to wanting to you know, to uh, to go. So into, you would come up with advertising campaigns. Uh, it was just something that was what they were leading you towards. Okay, you know you would have to do because this is old school now. You right. know, this is before computer. Right. So we had to do, you know, re- mar- marker renderings, and so if you're doing, you know, ads uh, for for Revlon, you have to draw it all, the lipstick, and right. and if it's that, you know, you've seen the ads where it has the woman's lips shining through the lipstick, uh-huh. and, and then the the reflections, and you have to bring that, put some type on it, right. and, and create an ad. Well, that I, that was that was too much of a, I couldn't I couldn't stand that. It was just too much uh, selling my soul to. Uh, to uh, Fifth Avenue or whatever it was, you know, what's that saying where you, you know, I just, I just didn't want to do, be just commercial. Right. You didn't want to get in the whole corporate rat race. Right, exactly. That yeah. was, it was, wasn't me. Right. So I changed my major to advertising illustration. Okay. And that worked out better because I was able to learn, take a lot of classes to, uh, for illustrating. Right. And um, it was that that led me to another part of my career that really blossomed uh, in the uh, editorial illustration um, genre when I moved up to Sacramento. And then did you start your own company, Rick Sloan Design? I started it in uh, 1979. Yeah. Rick Sloan Design. And was it successful? Because it, it's still it's still me. It's I still oh, have it's still it. you. Yeah. yeah, I still have it. And I, I, you know, I'm a baby boomer, Charles. I yeah. don't believe in retirement. Right. So, but I did retire from regional transit, um, um, and basically now I'm, uh, I, I'm not I'm not going to say I'm freelance, but I, I still I have a couple. I have a few clients that I. So that we'll, I, we'll I get to today. Let's let's stick with uh, where you are. So you're still in L.A. Um, you're working in the advertising agency, and then unfortunately, your father passes away in what, like 1984? It was 1984. Yeah. Yeah. And that then caused you to move to the wet to Sacramento. Yeah, it was didn't cause me to move. I just uh, I remember the last thing my dad said to me. You know, he just he wanted to see me in a house or something like that, and, and I go, Dad, just. I'll be happy to just saw me in a new so car. So now you're 30, I, I, I roughly a, 30 years 30 old. 30 years old. Yeah. My father passes away. Yeah. And um, I was seeing a, 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 a woman, and uh, I, I needed a change. I needed yeah. something to change. Yeah. You know, I had something positive. Why Sacramento? Well, that, uh, that's that's another thing uh, that's interesting because it was the, the girl I was dating. I, I asked her if she wanted to live with me because I needed a change. That would have been kind of a good change, but she says, I won't live with you unless we're married. And I goes, okay, well, let's get married. And so we were engaged, and uh, I meeting parents up in Sacramento, and I, I checked out the market. It was a good move, because if you, I don't know, I, um, there's a part of, of, of when my dad moved from Charleston, West Virginia, to California, he went from being a big fish in a little pond to a, Little fish in a big pond. Right. You know how e- right. immense uh, yeah. L.A. is. Right. And and for me, uh, even when I got out of the art center, I had some nice work. It was it, when I was waiting to ten deep to for my interview. There was, you know, people just coming in as I would. Le- I was you know I was coming in as people were leaving. It was, you know, I so did get were, some. I you, got some gigs doing uh, you know sales for you know movies, 
you know, for the storyboards. So you were moderately successful? Moder- moderately, yeah. yeah. But I was more successful in the advertising agents um, in Sherman Oaks. Right. Uh, Milt Feldman was the uh, the uh, owner of it. And that's where I really kind of, I gravitated to really liking the graphics part of uh, advertising. And because, uh, you know, coming up with great... Uh, he he grew up in the, the the heyday of advertising with right. the uh, plop plop fizz fizz oh what a relief it is and you know and the Folgers coffee commercial with the percolator. Per- oh, he per- did those. Oh, he did he did all sorts of things with. So did Doyle you work Dana. on those campaigns? No, 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 he did it. That was his heyday. Then yeah. he started his own company, right. and, and he he was basically doing a lot of software um, development. Uh, uh, advertisements right. and, and one of his uh, one of his great sayings I thought was a hell of a great uh, headline was uh, open for a faster close right you know things like that so. so you get married to your girlfriend and you move to Sacramento no 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 no, no? no? I moved up to Sacramento first, first? I, I okay. checked the market I wanted yeah. to see what it was so like. where did you live do you remember um, Fair Oaks and uh, Watt and Fair Oaks yeah but let me let me go let me go back a little bit because when I was working at the agency in, in Sherman Oaks, Milt Feldman told me right off the bat, I can't afford to pay you a lot of money. But what I can promise you is that when you leave here, you're going to have a portfolio that you can carry under both your arms. Right. And t- it'll, it'll take you places. Right. And that's what... Be your calling cards. That's what took me... I went up to Sacramento, and I, I've never seen a more riper city... The tallest building in Sacramento was the uh, Holiday Inn downtown, huh. and you see the skyline now. It's uh, it's it's developed. It was this is before the Kings were there, and so I interviewed with the uh, advertising agency people. I got finally I got uh, hired by the Sacramento Regional Transit District as as their uh, uh, graphic designer, and at the same time got hired by the Sacramento Bee as the editorial illustrator. So I'm working two jobs, fourteen. 15 hours a day. What did you do for regional transit? I was their graphic designer. I was okay. the uh, the guy that was in charge of all the signage on the okay. buses. Okay. And it was actually the very start, inception of light rail. So I'm photographing the uh, the possible routes and the tracks that the light rail will be going downtown. Um Later on, we this have, is the light rail we see right yeah, outside our office. Yeah, that's the light rail. Yeah. That, that's my big connection here. This is where it's all leading to the yeah. the connection to the city of Rancho Cordova. Right, right. Was that the fact that I was I worked for Regional Transfer for uh, twenty three okay. years actually. So we're gonna we're, I'm gonna keep you on track here. So Sacramento B, what did you do for them? I did uh, after I'd work at the at the uh, the Regional Transit for my six seven hours eight hours. I would I would go to the um, the, the the newspaper. Uh, Howard Shintaku, who was the art director at the time, uh, would give me my story. I would take the story up to the top floor and get my cafeteria dinner, and I would sit there with a napkin and a sharpie, and I would I'd be reading the story. And as I'm reading it, I would do little sketches on wow. on the napkins, and then I would bring that napkin down to the art director, show it to him, and he goes, "Go for it! I love it." And uh, and and here's the the thing that I, that you know you, as an artist when you you do you know, an artist you, you need to have feedback right. and one feedback that really uh, gave me a, a a very lift in my ego was um, print print media print uh, magazine 
had, they had these awards every year, and I had won a uh, graphic, uh, an illustrated graphic image in, that was printed in the print annual, and they actually interviewed me. They called me by phone and from New York or wherever they were published, and they interviewed me, and I was told them how Sacramento was a big little city. You know, it was, it was kind of a, it was growing. Yeah. You know, we had just got, we just got the Kings franchise. So I did a, an illustration of a, a basketball with the city. So now we're in the mid 80s, right? We were in the uh, mid 80s. Um, yeah. Um, so I was yeah. just born. I was just getting born around then. Oh, yeah, that's right. I, I know you. I, yeah. I thought you were yeah. a lot younger than, than I was. Yeah. Than I am. But, uh, so, um. So how long did you work with the transit? Oh, let me go back. I'm now, if you think about my statement I made earlier about my dad being a little fish in a big pond, now I'm a little, now I'm a big fish in a little pond yeah. up in Sacramento. And that's right. what, that was a confidence, that, a big yeah. confidence boost. And, and so, and I've got the camera ability still. I've, I've nurtured my camera photo, photographic ability since 1971 when I first was given that camera. And so I, I would be taking photographs of dignitaries uh, uh, with groundbreaking, hitting little uh, railroad spikes in the ground. It was Ann Rudin, who had a sledgehammer, and Roger Dickinson, who was a, 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 a council member. Uh-huh. And, he and was, you did this for who? For yourself? Or no, for the for, for the, the for no for the the, the regional transit. Oh, for oh, okay. Because I was the I was their so camera you guy. You became their yeah, official and, photographer. Oh, oh yes, and yeah. I was. And I was recording history from that point on, and one of my uh, better shots was uh, was uh, Roger Dickinson yeah. holding the spike, and Ann Rudin. Sure enough, well, what do you think's going to happen? Boom! She hits him in the hand. hand. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so in my research here, um, you were hired to work on a claymation commercial for a car dealership. Yeah. What is a claymation commercial? Well, I don't know if you remember a cartoon that. It was. It aired back in the I don't know fifties and sixties. You wouldn't remember that because you're too young. Or I but wasn't the, here. Yeah, it was Did Gumby. I have it in England? Gumby. Do you know Gumby? No. Well, Gumby was a uh, a claymation cartoon, and uh, it had Gumby and Pokey. Pokey was his horse, and they were uh, made out of clay. Or Gumby. Was oh, made out of claymation rubber. is right. The, it was okay. a movement. It was so an, like animation, animation with but clay. clay. Okay. Exactly. I so, do know what that so is. So in college in UCSB, I I took a film class, which okay. I, I've always gravitated towards the film industry. I so guess. you you had experience in claymation. Yeah, I, I did a actually I did a three and a half minute uh, claymation film, starring me. And I have it in 16 millimeter, and I probably should bring it here. So you you still can, have it? Yeah, if we can yeah. convert it to digital, I think that's what I'd like yeah. to be able Ask to do. Ask Raphael here. Um, but it took over eight. Oh, it took over about 15 hours of filming to come up with three and a half minutes of, right. of animation. So, um, and then you had so. My research also says that you had some group exhibitions in galleries. What is what? Tell us about that. Well. Another thing besides the commercial I worked on with the claymation, I um, was also, I got involved with the uh, the gallery scene in Sacramento, which it was, actually I got involved with uh, Gloria Burt, who was uh, editor of uh, On the Wing, and uh, she was very involved with the uh, KVIE art auction every year, and she was a, 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 very, a pioneer of the art movement in um, 
in in Sacramento. Right. And uh, her gallery on the wing it was the name of the paper, and and she had a a, a gallery on uh, I think it was L Street or somewhere around there, in or I Street. I think it was I Street. And so I was right in the middle of the a movement. Uh, it was right the start of the Phantom Galleries. Um, I'm showing uh, at uh, some of the major galleries in wow. Sacramento. Uh, even uh, Tebow came to one of my exhibits, right. uh, Wayne Tebow. So I, now you're in your mid-30s. But it seems to me that from a very early age, you've been in the arts the whole time, whether that will like, be fine arts or graphic arts or... Is that because you think, could you directly go back to, because you went to the, to the school in um, Palisades with all the, the movie types? Well, I had, you know, I was lucky to have a, a mentor, uh, the art teacher, yeah. Cheryl Kahn, uh, um, that led me, that kept me going in the arts. And, and what keeps you going a lot of times is, you know, well, first of all, it's recognition. People go, wow, that's really good. I mean, I like that. I like that, that feeling. But she kept uh, seeing that, you know, telling me how good I was. And uh, I won a few uh, scholarships through uh, in, in high school. But uh, And I'm going to go back a little bit further now because when I was 14, I was chosen by my art teacher. I was taking private art classes. And this guy, I was doing something that he said, he said, I can't teach this. This kid is doing something that I cannot teach, and I was I was very much into uh, the op art movement of the '60s, and uh-huh. and so I I started doing uh, op art and in his in his class. So tell us what and, op and art is. Op art is kind of like uh, you know when you you have a checkerboard that you put on a, a flower it becomes a checkerboard pattern, and and then you have a lot of colors going oh, around. Okay. It's like a, um, uh, psychedelic kind yeah, of yeah. Uh, Im- okay. imagery. And you would do this with paints? I would do it with pen and ink. Pen and ink. Colored pen and inks. Okay. And uh, there was a show on a national television show called Groovy on the beach of Santa Monica. And I was, uh, I was on that show right. talking about my artwork being interviewed by Michael Blodgett, who was a pretty famous uh, uh, actor and uh, producer back in the 60s and 70s. And now you're in Sacramento. Are you are you married? I was married, and then seven years later was divorced. And uh, at that point, my life was kind of like uh, I'm not sure what I want to do. Right? Uh, do I? You know, I've always. Ver- I mean, my I loved my family. I you know I would go back only twice a year to see them. In and, L.A. Yeah, and yeah. My, my you know my mom was still living. I had lots of cousins, and we'd have Thanksgiving at my mom's house every year. And where are your brothers and sisters today? In uh, L.A. Yeah, my sister is in uh, Reseda, and my brother is in um, Ventura. Ventura. No, um, no. Oh my God, I can't think of the name where he is. He's he's in the same general yeah. area. Okay. He's about uh, uh, twenty so, minutes from Reseda. So now I'm starting to look here. Well, let's talk about you had an exhibition at the Crocker. There's something called the Crocker Kingsley. Kingsley. Yeah, Never, tell uh, us what what is that? It's a, a very prestigious show to get into, and um, it's a Northern California uh, entries. Um, and um, I put a piece that it was a, a cotton batting piece 
which is I paint on cotton and then I pull it apart and then I mount it onto uh, Archie's watercolor paper. Okay. It was, it was, you know. Well, you really are an artist. Yeah. And then I'm chosen as a, 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 to showcase that piece. Okay. At the Crocker Kingsley, and it's, Very nice. it's still go, it's a competition still going on nowadays. And do you still have it? I still have that piece, yeah. Yeah. So now I've started to recognize some names here. Now you meet your current wife, Rebecca. Right. So I met her, but I didn't Rebecca? meet her right away, though. That was a funny thing, and this is an interesting story, and because um, I was doing a lot of work for PR firms, so uh, Karen Bakula and company uh, had a PR firm in Sacramento, and. Um, I was doing a lot of her of her graphics, and uh, we actually won another award that I won was for the King of Feasts, which was a fundraiser for the Sacramento Zoo. And so I've got all these little accolades coming my way, um, you know. Awards. And you're still living in Sacramento. I'm still in Sac. I'm in yeah. Sacramento, but I'm debating: Do I go back home? Do right. I, you know, because my home was still in L.A. and right. Do I move back? And I kept, you know, I'm looking for these signals, these signs, because every time something happens to me, like putting a feather in my cap, it makes me think, well, maybe I should stay and, right. and see what else comes my way. Um, so. She had a Christmas event, and at that Christmas event, who's she, Rebecca? Ka no, Karen Bakula, oh, this, yeah. this, uh, this, 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 a PR firm, and she had these great gala affairs, you know, in the parking lot of her, of her, uh, where she, her building was, and and she had a fortune teller, and I went up to the fortune teller and I said, uh, do you see me, you know, finding love and getting married and having kids, and I, and she, and she, and then she says. I do, I do see it. She's flipping cards over, right. and then she's oops, takes that one. Let me let me put that one back. And she flips it over another one. And she goes, ah, oh, I do see you meeting someone, um, and that person is into some similar business that you, the same thing that you're into, and uh, I do see you having kids, and I do see you having a baby boy first. Wow. And so I said, wow. How much did you pay her? No, I think that was fantastic. But the thing is that she ha there was another fortune teller at the same event. They right. had two. So I said, you know what? I'm going to get a second opinion. Get a second opinion, opinion. yeah. So, so I went to the next one, and right. she gave me the same reading. She did? No, they, don't, they weren't wired in. So no. I, I think that there was something there. So, but they but both said that you're, it's not right away. And it was almost five years. So I, I mean, I gave it five years and five boom. Five years five, to when you meet Rebecca. Because the light, the light rail, no, light, no light rail is. As I, I started the light rail, it's the year one, year two, year three, year four. Now it's year five. Okay, so let's go back to the light rail. The light rail wasn't what it is today, though, right? Uh, it was small. It was just starting. It was a starter route. It was, they hadn't come to Rancho yet, so. Uh, basically, it so was, they were laying tracks. They were laying tracks. It went, yeah. but they had the the one the one route that goes out towards Watt Avenue, came all the way into uh, downtown. Okay. And so, but I'm, uh, and that's that was it. It was going to be. I'm working at Regional Transit. I've got the camera. I'm going to be photographing this this the fifth year anniversary. The light rail is going to come down the track. They're explaining what the situation is. You know, uh, and it's going to crash. Photos... But it's going to crash through a banner, right? And this is this is where I met Rebecca, right? Because my 
boss then um, said, I want you to meet this 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 uh, woman. She wor- and she works for the Friends of Light Rail and okay. Michael Eaton. And, and, and so she was part of the regional uh, development of the Light Rail right. in Sacramento. Right. So there's the... There's the similar things we have in common. That was the, what the fortune teller said. And it, was, it happened, uh, Judith Warner was my boss, and she says, Rebecca, Rebecca, this is Rick. And I go, hi. And Rebecca walks by, and she didn't even see me. You know, she was frantic because the train's coming. The train's about to crash through the banner, and so we have to, we have to be prepared. And um, that's when I first met her. But then again, we didn't really start a relationship because it wasn't until I was at one of the Sammies, which was the Sacramento Area Music Awards, uh-huh. were having their, um, their, their annual gala right. after giving out the awards. It was an after-hours party, and I'm dancing on a dance floor by myself, and Rebecca was dancing with a friend of hers, and she tapped me on the shoulder and asked me if, if I play for Mumbo Gumbo. If you want, sorry. If I play for Mumbo Gumbo, and I go, no, I, didn't, I, I don't. But that's my favorite group. It's a local group in Sacramento called Mumbo Gumbo, and and we and I said, and I said that's ironically they're having a, a concert this weekend. Would you like to go? You know, so we hit but, it off. Our eyes right. met, and but she from, thought you were one of the group. She thought I was the piano, really? the keyboard player. I, I, I had a, uh, a, what do you call it, a mullet. Hair goes back. Uh-huh. Long, I had long hair. It went right. down to my uh, shoulder blades okay. in the back, and then was short on the sides and short on top. Okay, yeah. so now you've met Rebecca. Right. Her name was Rebecca Thornton at the time, and she was working for a state senator, Patrick Johnston. Yeah. So Rebecca today is still in the world of politics, as I know Rebecca. So she's been in the politics world since like the mid nineties. Long, long time. Yeah. 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 Okay. So what did she do for the state senator? She was one of her uh, uh, outreach uh, people, um, and part of her territory on outreach was uh, Rancho Cordova. Okay. So there's the connection starting right. to happen. But before, before that, I mean, I'm going to go back because it was, nine, what did I say? It was 1995. Is yeah. that when they, I met? Uh, Rebecca. Okay, but it's uh, there was the ground. There was a when we moved. Nineteen ninety-five, the groundbreaking when you meet Shelley Blanchard. Right, we yeah. had a groundbreakings, and I'm photographing it for Regional Transit because right. Regional Transit owns the Mills building that we moved across right. the street, and so I'm working for for RT still at the, at this time, and I'm photographing Shelley Blanchard, who is the um, she is the president of the chamber. Right, you know of Rancho Cordova. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, she was giving a speech, and that's where I, I met her. And I also met Linda Budge, because Linda Budge was instrumental in saving the, the Mills uh, building, which used to be a, a um, Pony Express stop, which I thought was very interesting, and a speakeasy during uh, Prohibition. But anyway, so I met these two people. Were, uh, so Shelley Blanchard and Linda, Linda Budge, both of whom we've had on the show. So you've known, Bo- and I know both of them very well, so you've known both of them almost 30 years. Yes, yeah. easy, easy. And yeah. Linda actually lived around the corner from me, and it was unfortunately in the unincorporated area of Rancho when they made the boundaries. It was always the, the sphere of influence, but it never was brought into the uh, the city boundaries. 
So Linda was forced to uh, sell her home where she raised all her children in across from uh, 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 Riviera East Park, which is our little neighborhood park there. And uh, it was kind of sad for her, but she, you know, she wanted to uh, further her career in politics and become uh, uh, a council member of uh, the city of Rancho Cordova. Of Rancho Cordova, they're they're still haven't incorporated right. yet. So, but that's where I meet Bob McGarvey and all these people. Uh, so now you're planting yourself into the world of Rancho. Right, right. Because yeah. I I knew Don Nielsen, who was the uh, the president of the CEO of what Diane Rogers is today, of the chamber. And I was at his retirement party, and that's when I met Kurt Haven. So all these things are starting to lead together. And, right. and this is time, a time when the, the 4th of July, which is a regional draw, it's a, the, one of the biggest uh, shows on earth, I'm going to say, uh, for the 4th of July, has the greatest uh, two days usually of fireworks. And uh, it used to be a very small event, uh, you know, you'd, and, and we all, a lot of us had small kids at the time. So Rebecca and I had our firstborn. So which, you're married now. We, yeah, I'm married. We got married in 95, and sure enough, uh, two years later, or in 1997, I have a baby boy. And so the fortune tellers came through again. And... Um, that was, uh, that was uh, and, and then we're going, um, we're going to all the events in Rancho, and one of them was the 4th of July event, and it was basically just about 10 or 12 little areas that you would go down the line and, and throw balls into hoops and, and get a, a, some candy from the, the Kiwanas or you know, the Rotary or all the organizations, the nonprofits that were in Rancho. And then it just started blossoming bigger and bigger. And what were you doing then? So you were still working for the... Um, Regional with- Transit. I was yep. not working for the B anymore. I was just working for regional transit. But I was also doing a lot of volunteering um, of my talents with uh, Shelley. And, and, and I got to say that. Uh, so with your talent, you mean your graphic arts? My graphic arts. Because, you know, Rancho Cordova was basically built upon uh, volunteerism. Right. It's, that's what that city was thriving <laughs> with. Uh, it was taking the, the, the people who grew up there with the pride and feeling of, uh, you know, their city deserves better always, you know, they want to do that. And, you know, and I don't know where if anybody's mentioned this, but I'm sure they mentioned it. When the, the Air Force Base closed down, it almost, it put like, a, it was something, it was like the domino fell, but it didn't hit the next one for Rancho Cordova. And there had to be a lot of uh, uh, rethinking outside the box right. to, I think, get it to where it, where it is today, especially. Right. So uh, were you instrumental with Cordova Council with Shelley, or was she still? She was. Actually, Shelley was the uh, editor of the Grapevine. Right. Is and that she, how you got involved with the Grapevine? It basically, yeah. Yeah. It sure is. She was the one who was on the field taking photographs of the football game. Right. Um, but she was the editor, this right? This was during, the, during the film era, too. Yeah. Which it would have been, I think that would, must have been a real tough job because you don't really know what you got in your camera until it's developed, you know? Right. And nowadays I can you just, can I can look and I go, yeah. there's my money shot, right. you know? Right. So I'm, uh, I, she was doing, Shelly was doing everything. Right. And, I, and like I say, when I met Shelly, everyone that I've met 
and everybody there's like it's like Shelly it's like with the six degrees of separation you've got things people that you talk to and pretty soon you can track back their life and it'll, it'll come up Shelly was in it somehow right and Shelly's like the catalyst of the uh, of the city I think right. she, she's the one who uh, she makes things happen and how well do you know Kurt Haven I know Kurt Haven very very well uh, we're very very close uh, the whole the Haven family uh, we uh, we spent a lot of time with the yeah. Haven family we saw I, I met his son when he was about uh, I think eight or ten years old jumping in a jumping house at the uh, at the uh, event at the for the Fourth of July at Hagen Park, everything we met were all these things were were, were uh, taking place on uh, the parks in Rancho Cordova, which were beautiful. Right. You know that was so. One of the things we've talked about quite a bit here is the the incorporation of the city. The, so obviously Shelley was very involved in that. So was Linda, Kurt Haven for sure. Were you involved in that whole Well, that thing? my wife, everyone was involved with the incorporation. Bob McGarvey uh, approached me, <laughs> and uh, he asked me to if I would uh, create an image for their incorporation. And I took, and I did, and I created a, an image being a logo. A logo, and it yeah. had the Pony Express. It had all sorts of things in it. It was, you know, it's. I, I still have one of the shirts, um, but it was some he had, had printed, and people had to. You had to wear, you know, wear, you got to have, if you have a good idea and you have a, a good concept and, and a good, you need a good image. Right. But otherwise, it, it, it's hard to sell. Right. If you don't have something that people can. No, I mean, logos are very right, important right. for sure. So, I, and, th and that was the thing about my talent is what Shelly, Shelly was always like, you know, cause, Rick, could you do this for us? Rick, could you do that for us? And it, it was all gratis. I never, I never uh, charged anything. I was always be, I'm happy, I, I'd be happy to do this. And I, I had actually done about, uh, I don't know, eight or so of the uh, the 4th of July shirts because they used to change them every year, a different right. theme. And uh, then they finally went into a, a, a standard shirt that they just, they used the same image. So how long did you end up working for the light rail? I worked up until it was around... 2007 or eight, and because they they were having uh, budget problems, and I was part time at the time, and um, so were, how many I, years did you end up working for them? I was actually with them for twenty three years. Yeah, but I was only ten of them was on contract. Right, and the other uh, thirteen or fourteen years was uh, uh, thirteen years, I guess. Was um, was as a, a part-time employee. So you were there with the light rail from almost inception. What do you think of it today? I think it's um, I think it's it's I love I I I have no problem with the light rail. I just think that there's a, I mean I and I still ride it. I actually have a lifetime pass because I'm a, I'm a retired uh, employee. But where so do you go? I usually take it down to an event. I went to, I took it down to the uh, the uh, on the on the the Capitol Mall, they had the... Uh, so you go downtown. The, the food thing. Yeah. You know, the Farm the to Fork. Farm to Fork Festival. Yeah. And, and I took the light rail down there. Because it, it saves time. I don't have to worry about finding a place Parking, to park yeah. and walk a, far, a long distance. And, right. And uh, I've, always, I've always been an advocate for public transportation. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, got, it's always got some of its drawbacks, but I always tell people, you know, 
you know, if you if you're afraid, just sit in the front car. You know, and Rebecca uh, was working for who now? Still the state senator, or has she moved uh, on? Well, I think she had gone into uh, <clears throat> the school district, working for a Folsom Cordova Unified School District as a PIO, um, and then she got involved with a, a company called SACOG. It was a government agency, Sacramento Area Council of Government. And this is another connection to the, the region because uh, what uh, she her what SACOG did was got the the money from the federal the Fed money, and they would divvy it out to the different uh, uh, regions, the districts out all all over you know where the Galt or, or or Rancho Cordova or, or you know and for for infrastructure fixing up uh, bridges and streets and. And they had a 20-year uh, plan and all the, you know, all these things that, about the growth of, because you don't want the urban sprawl to get so bad that the freeways get all congested. So there was, you know, the transit-oriented developments were, were very much a part of regional transit's belief and SACOG's belief. And, and it was all leading towards that groundbreaking at, at uh, Butterfield Station. After we had finished that station, then we we're going to carry it on down the line to Mather. Right. And um, and that's when the uh, that's when I met all these people because right. every every station we have another groundbreaking, and then we have a ribbon cutting, right, and, right. and a celebration. And then in '99, you're appointed by the governor. Which governor was that? Uh, Gray Davis. Gray Davis was later, to serve on uh, the Sacramento County Fair Board. Right. That was my first. Uh, Taste of being on a board, of you know, in, in being in a governing body. So, did you know Gray Davis? No, nope. I just knew someone who was uh, who was in, was part of his staff that was looking for people that that they could re they could recommend, and so my name popped up. And uh, so, what do you do on the board of the county fair? It it was it was a marvelous uh, experience. Was it? Yeah, yeah, because it's you know it's a, it's the small smaller fair than the state fair right and um we uh it's it i i Are you got the organizing committee no i'm on the board of directors because okay. it's because it's a, a non-profit type right. thing so you have to have a board right. and, and you're dealing with funding and and making decisions and and so um i did that for five years and i get to go to all these uh Sem seminars and conferences, and, and you get to taste the latest of food fair food uh, that's coming out. You know, right. the, the, the Oreos or deep fried Oreos or deep fried. And then fried during this time, your second child is born, your daughter. Daughter, right? Ninety nine. Yes, and that's when we start closer, getting closer into the because uh, uh, it was two thousand and two. We're getting incorporations moving strongly. Right. And, so uh, 2002, yeah. there's a request for proposal, which is an RFP, to create the new city seal for the city of Rancho Cordova, and you win that. You win that proposal. Yeah. yeah. And you create was, the seal. That was exciting. Yeah. That, exciting that time. Be... Another, another, another. Uh, so they put it out to bid. Several people bid, and you won the bid. Yeah. It yeah. was, uh, and you had to. And come, this is a paid gig. It was. I got paid for it. Yeah. Actually, uh, I had to. Uh, I had to sell my soul for, uh, on, on, uh, to, I really had to give a lot of myself. And I think that's, that, that part is what I think sold my, my uh, talents. Now, is this the logo we see today? Or? It's the seal, the city the seal. seal. 
The seal that's above the council chambers? Yeah, correct. Oh, you designed that? Yeah, I designed wow. that. Wow, okay. So the process there was kind of uh, complicated because they couldn't just uh, have me do anything without public input. Right. And so I had to have a series of uh, community meetings. Right. And so I went around town with my camera, my trusty camera. I don't go anywhere without it. People don't even recognize me. They go, where's your camera? You know, if they see me. So I'm photographing every little nook and cranny of Rancho Cordova, which I think is interesting, you know. And and, um, from the Air Force Base to the churches. So do you have a lot of old photos? Oh, I got lots of photos. And I even, this was on, this was during, um, I'm trying to think. I created a uh, a PowerPoint presentation, so it was all from scanned images. And, and what was the earliest years of photos you have of Rancho? Like how long ago? Like twenty years or more? Oh, I I have uh, of Rancho. I I have the start of I have the the, the everything the, the the day that City Hall. You know, opened up. I have all the uh, the day that we okay. uh, uh, Dave Roberts, who was our first mayor, and uh, so uh, let's um, yeah. let's keep moving along here. So now we get into 2003, and the city is now incorporated, and you're involved with all the players there, which we've spoken: Kurt Haven and Shelley Blanchard and Linda yeah. Budge and Dave Roberts, etc. The seal is unveiled, unveiled. And now a year later, they ask you to create the Rancho Cordova Police Department seal and their vehicle graphics. Right, yeah. So the vehicles that we see today with the police, where it says Sacramento and then Rancho Cordova. Right. You designed that? Yeah. You did? I did. And that was basically, I got a lot of that uh, expertise from working at the... For, right. the, for the bus system, okay. you know, for the because I was doing the graphics on the sides of the light rail. So every time and, you see a police car go by, you go, "Hey, I designed yeah, that." Uh, although someone did take some liberty and add color to the logo, my my right. when when we first started out, the uh, Rancho Cordova logo was three colors, and there were specific colors that I picked, and um, they still are. Yeah. Um, the people on the uh, someone on the committee, I don't know if, who it was, but they decided to add. You know the the water make the water blue, right? And make this you know. But did you do these green. by hand or on a computer? It was computer days. Yeah. yeah. Now you've learned computers and yeah. stuff, yeah. and now your third son comes along. No. No, second son. Second son. Second I mean, son, your third child. Yeah. yeah. He comes along, and now you start having some health issues. Uh, not me. First, let's go back because uh, it was Rebecca who first came down with uh, yeah. Hodgkin's lymphoma. Right. And so that was a, um, and we had still young kids at this time. And um, if I believe right, I don't know, I don't know it wasn't born yet. It was just the no, two kids. No, it was before, yeah. yeah. That, was, you, that was a tough one. But that in 2006, really you had some problems, right? Then in 2006, I started uh, feeling run down and... Actually, I, I I found out later on is whatever I had was what my dad probably had. It was uh, arterial heart disease, uh-huh. and that's not something that uh, there, there's no cure for that. Right. You basically have to just take better care of yourself, right. and you know, watch your cholesterol levels. Right, right. And, and um, well, obviously, you did a good job. Well, I, I was we twenty I was, years later, you're still here, right? Well, no, <laughs> yeah, it was that was two thousand six. I had this uh, operation, a six way right. bi- six way bypass, and a valve job. Right. 
So. And now we're going to get into you. You've been, since 2008, you've been involved in one way or another with the um, um, Park Board District, the Park District. 2008, I was uh, at a Ted Gabler Christmas party, and uh, one of the directors, Inez Reyes, had uh, asked me if I, you know, because I'm, I'm, a, I'm a very visible person in the community. Right. I, I take pride on, on, in being at every event I you can are. be at. You yeah. know, I, I want to record. attest to that. I want to record I'm sure you'll be there tomorrow. And, and, yeah, I'll be right at, yeah, at the front. Next two days. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be there. I have art, some art in the show tomorrow, too. Yeah, and uh, also And tomorrow next... for people, yeah, I don't know when this is coming out, but um, for the uh, st- uh, the state of the city right. with the mayor tomorrow. Right. And then we have also uh, uh, one of our Rancho Cordova uh, Arts uh, is a nonprofit yeah. organization, which right. I helped start and found. Right. So uh, tell us about what is a what, – what does it mean when you're on the Park District Board? Like what are the duties of Park District Board members? Um, well, also let me go back a bit. Linda Budge also served on the Park Board for eight years. And so, before council? Before, before council, yeah. yeah. So um, I, I told this person that I would never run against Guy Anderson or uh, Conrad Mayer. Right. These are people that – these are standards. These are people that grew up in, right. in Rancho. Right. And I, I was actually adopted – by Rancho right. later on in life, you know. Right. I mean, like you, you, you saw my what when I came into Rancho. I mean, I'm, I embrace Rancho and they embraced me. They embraced me, right. and, and we became like I'm, right. they're my foster family, right. you know. So, so um, what does a park board member do? Park board, um, I don't know if you know, but uh, the park district is a special district, and um, being a special district, we. Uh, are basically in control of our own destiny because we don't have to uh, shut down if we're having budget problems because we really, we have funding that comes in. We have assessments that are passed. So a lot of the new developments, uh, we um, have uh, things with uh, the builders when they, they give us so much money and we build new parks and Rancho Cordova is right on board with the, our visions of what the parks are going to look like when new developments happen. And um, so the board... It, since it's a uh, uh, the park district, it's it has to be governed by a board of directors, right. and actually we're elected uh, by the public. So I'm on the. Uh, I said okay. I found out that both those incumbents were both the people that were on the board. It wasn't Conrad because he was he wasn't on the board, but um, Guy wasn't going to run again, and the other person dropped out, and it ended up a, was a Mark Baxter and myself. Were on the ballot, and when no incumbents uh, put their name on the ballot, uh, all of a sudden it's, it stays open for two more weeks, and five people join in. So now it's a seven-people uh, race for two spots, and, and it became uh, – I really had to go – I had my daughter standing yeah. on uh, boxes, passing out flyers right, at the right. grocery stores. and So you had uh, to go and hustle. A grassroots. I yeah. went and talked to people. I went to soccer And I games. see here the first time you won by 15 votes. 15 votes 22 days later because so, it wasn't until I was heading down to L.A. that I got a call. Because on election night, I had lost by 50 votes. And oh. I lost to someone who was number one on the ballot, and I was number three or four. So I got buried in there. And it's, it's always pick two. You know, you pick two of the five or seven people that are on that thing. And, and 
And people sometimes, don't really know. Do you some people, know? sometimes you just pick one, and yeah. usually it's the first one, and yeah. they have, it's called undervotes if you don't right. have it. And so uh, I, I was devastated. I, and this person didn't run a campaign. I had, I went out and I, I raised money, and I, I you know, I, I had four by eight signs, four by four signs. I big, you know, big signs out there. And I'd be going out with uh, David Sander, and we'd be putting them up in different lots because it was a. So you did something which is very trendy today, and you contested the election. We didn't contest it, but it was uh, there was there was still provisional ballots that hadn't been counted. Right. So and and so we were waiting. Right. And they had twenty thousand ballots that hadn't been counted. Wow. So I'm listening to what's going on, and I'm following the the uh, the uh, emails and following the website, and I'm talking to David because it's starting to go in my favor. Right. And then boom, I go ahead. Wow. And then I go I go I go ahead up by a hundred votes. Very reminiscent and then, and then, of this and last then I, election. And I go, right? David, does this ever reverse itself? And I go, I, he says, I've never seen it reverse itself. Well, sure enough, as soon as I said that, I'm looking at the. It's starting to go back down the other way, and so I'm just getting really frustrated. And um, I, it was getting in. We're driving down to L.A. for Thanksgiving, and David called me. He said the Secretary of the State has thrown in the, uh, the, the hat. It's done. Uh, you you won by 15 votes. Wow. Yeah, so. Okay. And that was the beginning of your sort of, not career, but your uh, involvement with the um, park board, right? Because yeah. you've been on there quite a while. Yeah, I'm, on my, I'm in my fourth term. Yeah. This is uh, 14 years. Yeah. Yeah. So, co- like, continuously you've been on the park board? Yeah, 14 yeah. years. Okay. Also served on the uh, California Association of Recreation and Park District, which right. I... I'm still on that board, and right. I, I served as their president twice. And this, so this is a statewide organization. Right. So, yeah. And then I see here you were instrumental in creating an arts commission for the city. The city, when I first came here, I did wonder if this, because Rancho Cordova is very sort of active in the arts. They're very supportive of the arts, right. whether that be visual or yeah. performing arts. But they don't have an arts commission, right? No, no. And why do you think that is? Well, uh, let me tell you about where that all started with. And uh, I think someone approached the council and saying they'd like to put up a mural. And the council members looked at each other and she says, well, we don't have any policies on on murals. Uh-huh. What do we tell these people? We, don't, I, we have no idea what to tell them. So they, they actually uh, had a, a few people uh, start forming a committee. They said, let's form a committee and see what uh, it would be like to have a, if we had an arts commission right. formed, because that, that would be the commission's exactly. duty to, yeah. to you know, go make sure that the, the images are correct and not, nothing that's going to be hurting people's feelings. And, and so you've got to be real careful when you're doing, when you're, you're doing you know, uh, murals right. on sides of buildings. So um, I, I was actually, I, I chaired the, uh, the committee and uh, we did a lot of research and found out a lot of cities have commissions, yeah. and um, we brought it back to the uh, council with our our uh, suggestion, and they said they said, well, maybe we should make you a a club, more of a the Rancho Cordova Arts, and we'll fund you, you know, through our we'll foster you through the Cal, uh, the, Cal, uh, the Cordova Community Council, the CCC, as uh, one of our, you know other things that we offer uh, in the city. 
And um, so, okay, we became a, a, an organization. Now we're a 501c3. And um, it all started, something really blossomed when Shelley called up uh, our, our little board that we had going for the arts. She said, let's have an art show at City Hall. And uh, something that I've always wanted to have. Um, and boom, uh, Genesis, which was the name of the first uh, art show, which I created the image for, and, and uh, subsequently created the first 32 images of, and posters for the first 32 art shows that were held at, at uh, City Hall. Which are still held today, right? Yeah, I think we're on 41 now. or 40, Yeah, we're up there. Um, so that's... That's uh, another feather in my cap that uh, we've created that the arts movement right. uh, in Rancho and and it's it's basically a we're fostering the the schools we're trying right. to we're trying to blossom kids at a younger age like we we're doing with the with the Rancho Cordova Athletic Association you 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 foster them at you, these organizations that are struggling at right. times and schools are being arts are being cut <laughs> in the schools Every day, you know, the school music being cut. So right. we're bringing these programs right. to the kids, which is very instrumental of why so, I feel passionate um, about the parks. Do you think the city is more into uh, visual arts than they are performing arts? I think it's the performing arts that uh, is eventually going to really take off. Yeah. And I hope that the direction goes in the right direction when they make the Civic Center that there's a black box theater. There. So what is your opinion of the Civic Center? I've attended a couple of council meetings that become very contestuous. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of people are very against that. What's your opinion? My opinion is that this is going to be uh, every council member that's serving on the, on the council today. This is their legacy piece. This is going to be a... A development that is gonna—it's gonna put really Rancho on the map, because not only is it uh, gonna be a great uh, venue for for uh, uh, community events, it's gonna have some housing, which right. is that was the controversy of how right. much housing, housing yeah. but it's also right across the street from the the Mac right. and the light rail, and so yeah. you've got the the ability, nice yeah, for yeah. people to come from all all exactly. down, yeah, yeah, all over, yeah, and take yeah. light rail, yeah, and then take it back safely. No, listen, I'm a big proponent of that. Yeah, yeah, I don't really understand the controversy. The controversy is that you know the you've got to have some a certain amount of funding that goes into the parks have the same issue. You have to you build something. Say someone gives you did you. We'll give you these two parcels, and you want to build a park there. Well, you got to find funding to sustain it. Right. So now they've got a development that they want to have a state-of-the-art uh, facility that that houses, uh, you know, art shows and and has a black box theater right. and some nice restaurants and a, a big green space that they can have events. But they need a certain amount of housing around it right. too. So. That was the controversy of right. how the the proportionate of housing to the right. development, right. and I think in the beginning people thought they were going to get more of a footprint of a civic center and a little housing, and I think the housing became too much, too big, and so right. people were complaining. So we've skipped a whole bunch of almost a decade here. So what's Rebecca doing during this whole time? Well, Rebecca is uh, she is the chief of staff for uh, Supervisor Don Natoli 
who is another very good friend of ours. We've known him for many, many years. He's been in the public service for over 40 years, um, and he's been supervisor for for at least 30 or so of wow. those years. And he's about to retire, he's right? A, he's, he met, he uh, announced his retirement, and uh, Rebecca has been with him. This will be her fourth year, and so... Uh, Hopefully, the person that uh, replaces uh, Don will pick but up. But that's Rebecca. an elected position. Yeah, right? it's elected, yeah. A, a, and it's 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 kind of nasty. Yeah. It's very political. No one would would run against Don because no. there's no way you're going to win. Uh, right. Everyone, Don. Everyone loves so Don. So now it's open still, season. Yeah, everyone loves Don. Right. And he's he. Why don't he, you run? Supervisors. Charles, I I can I like dealing with with youth sports. I love dealing with arts. Um, but but I don't want to deal with us with cl- uh, clogged sewers and uh, right and homelessness and I mean right. that's a, no, that, I I'm, I'm dealing with a little bit of homelessness with the park district but it's those are things that someone else is better suited to uh, to deal with. Than so me. now um, I notice here you create another logo. So now you're on your fourth or fifth logo, RCAA. Retro Cordova Athletic Association. So you and came that, up with their logo. Yeah, and that was another. Uh, um, Organization that's that uh, that was that was developed after um, my son was in middle school and he went out for the soccer team and there was uh, about a hundred kids who went out for a team that only had like ten kids on the team, so it's got ninety kids are going to be turned away and I go wow when my, when I was in junior high they had after school sports and everybody played. And that's the slogan for the Rancho Cordova Athletics Association is, you know, wherever Rancho Cordova, where everyone plays, everybody can play. And so our our whole uh, mission statement is to uh, help develop the youth organizations and uh, facilities and 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 the funding. And through Measure H, where they're able to give a lot of this uh, money, uh, tax money to the uh, feed it down into the the schools and the organizations and. So we have uh, uh, that's I take a lot of pride in uh, being on on that that board. I, I wasn't actually on the board because they thought it might be a conflict of interest on the park board and that. So I, right. I basically sat on sat on the meetings for since its inception. Right. And um, I led it and I created the logo and later created the logo for the Hall of Fame and. So we've been talking now for an hour and twenty minutes, if you could believe that. Wow. Um, so. Let's let's sort of wrap this up. Um, so, where is Rick Sloan today? What are you up to today? I'm right here across the table from you Charles. Are. Can't you see me? Yeah. Um, Rick Sloan today. I'm still very much involved with uh, the the youth sports, uh, and even in the high school level, my my focus has been on on trying to uh, promote the. The high school sports have, have taken a beating since when the base closed. We lost a lot of athletes when uh, we're, their kids are able to transfer to Folsom or picked up by Jesuit or go to uh, Bradshaw Christian or Capital Christian. They were taking a lot of the, the, the really good athletes from right. Cordova. And our, so our, our sporting teams were, were are, are challenged. Right. And it all starts, it uh, goes back to the, in the youth age, right. you know, the yeah. eight-year-olds. These are the kids that we have to right. keep them going, right. and they get into the other. Uh, so, how are you involved? What is it you do? I, 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 I'm 
very supportive in most of the organizations. I will go take photographs of of each every like games by the the uh, uh, the softball. I I created a logo which they say looks like my wife because it's a, a an image of a girl with red, red hair, and my wife happens to have red hair. So, they, uh, Rod Borba, the president of the softball, is always makes that uh, comment, and and so I'm always involved with the little leagues. The, I'm I'm involved with the uh, uh, the softball. I'm 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 photographing basketball. I'm trying to get uh, the crossover basketball. I'm, I'm involved with them. I will take pictures and I if and I saw the need. They don't have a sports editor for the paper. I will bring my talents because I used to be on the sports uh, paper for the high school, and so I will bring stories to the grapevine and and photographs and okay. uh, occasionally I'll have a, a story run and, and it, so it, you're not slowing down anytime soon. No, no, no. And, no. and, and you know, if, I don't know if you have pictures of you when you were. If you ever saw you pictures of you when you were in high school because of the local paper, right. I mean, these are things that these kids. Shelley did it. She brought it. We had a, another uh, sports editor that did that, and then they stopped. Right. So I said, I can't let that stop. I gotta. I'm in there taking photographs, and now I give these photographs to the kids for free. They don't have to purchase them on Netflix on the on Max Prep. I right, just right. I always you know everything I do is right. basically for free for them. And so that's where you are today. That where, and, and the where arts. Where are you tomorrow? What's in the future? Well, well, but. I'm also into the arts. I'm still sitting on that board promoting the arts. So I'm, I'm, I got to create that passion for for the, the kids that are that are creative but are confused about right. what to do with right. arts. So uh, today I'm uh, <clears throat> I'm I'm very much trying to create partnerships, you know, and I'm trying to uh, promote the arts, promote the sports, and I think the the partnership between the city and the park district is a very important entity. I think we've always worked very well together, and it's something that I think that you know the city is you know the old saying uh, we built this city on rock and roll. Well, I think the city of Rancho Cordova built their city on on parks and rec, right. and it's the it's the the jewels of this region and the Hagen Park where we have all our events are. Our uh, Capital Village Park, Village Green Park. Right. We have the the iFest, and right. the, we have the movies, and, right. we, and then we have you know. And, no, uh, there's some nice parks. There, in we Russia. have some great, yeah. great venues. Yeah. And so uh, I look forward to uh, you know that the the partnership of that. We we partnered and uh, with the Hagen Pool. Yeah. We're able to uh, build a beautiful facility together. Right. And so I I just want to make sure that that. Uh, that relationship stays uh, strong. Yeah, good. You know, the park wise, district's been here for over sixty years. The city's been here for just twenty. Right. So. And health wise, you look good to me. I feel okay. I feel yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah you know, you I try to. Uh, I try to. I don't go as enough, but I should get my cardio in. Uh, right. As, as much as I. So Rick has been a delight having you here, getting to know you. Um, I see you everywhere I go. Now we always end this podcast in a fine, light-hearted way with a lightning round of fun questions, and I'm looking forward to your answers in particular. Okay. So are you ready? I am ready. Okay. So tell us one word that best describes you. Passion. Passion? Passion. I got to say. I, you I have think a that, lot of passion? I think that's a, a word that uh, I feel really strong about. It's something that could keep people going in directions that uh, – well, they just that they they love, right? You know, it's like I I'm, I was lucky 
to be able to go into a, a, an occupation that I love. Right. I love I love what I and do. And you've been doing it all your yeah, life. This is the American dream. It is. I've achieved it. No, listen, I've you rarely meet someone that's been in the arts from a very early age right. all through their life, and right. you truly have been. Yeah. Yeah? I have been my whole life. If you can be one person for a day besides yourself, who would it be and why? Well, I, know I, it's I, was really think, I was thinking about this one for a long time, and at first I thought it would be maybe Walt Disney, but I think who, who really's got to be is my father. Your father? Yeah. Yeah. I think I, um, I just would love for my dad to have seen how successful his kid was. Right, yeah. I think that's that was to me that's that's that was something that he missed. Yeah, you know, he he basically died suddenly right. of a disease that I have. Right. That the only reason I'm here is because I they found it on me right. and I was able to have open and health. Surgery. Obviously, right. it gets exactly. better as right. time goes on. Right. Health. Right. Exactly. Healthcare. They didn't yeah. have the same testing right. then. Yeah. But I, I just wish he would have seen my my kids. So you would like to be your father for a day today? Yeah. So he can yeah. see. What, yeah. what, how his kids have accomplished. Okay, that's a very unique answer. Yeah, and I would, I would just travel all back to L.A. for the end and right. see what Brad's done because right, he's right. done a great job. Yeah. My sister and her. So you would like to come back as your father for a day. Right. Right. Yeah. What is your biggest pet peeve and why? Um, my biggest pet peeve, I think, is people who pass judgment without having enough information. Yeah. I think that bothers me is when... Uh, there's a lot of that going on. Yeah, right there's now. a lot of that. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah. Horrible. This one, I know the answer to this one already, but I'll ask it. Do you have any hidden talents? I don't know if you know this one. No? Uh, what do you think it would be? Well, something in the arts. No, no, that's not no. hidden. That's not hidden, Charles. No, that isn't. Yeah. No. I okay. think I have a passion so for shock me. I have a passion for cooking. You do? I, I love I love to uh, uh, make so different, different cuisines. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I've watched a lot of. Um, Network television, TV, uh, HGTV. So I'm coming food, to your house food, for food dinner. Networks. I'm coming to your house, and you've definitely got to impress me. Right, well, what are you going to cook me? Well, tonight, I know I, I'll tell you what I'm cooking tonight for my family. Well, no, no, what are you going to cook me to impress me? Well, I don't know. I don't know how to make bangers and mash, but no. I would I would probably look it up on the on the uh, yeah. internet. Well, bangers and, would, and mash are very easy. Yeah, I, yeah. I would do something that, uh, that I think maybe a stew. I would probably would make some type of a stew. You would? Yeah, I don't know. I, I would, first of all, I'd ask you what if you were, you know. Well, that's a good thing to ask like, because yeah. I don't eat meat. Okay, well, see, there yeah. it is. Then I would probably have to do something. Uh, with, you don't eat chicken either? Rarely. So I do shrimp? Yeah, I eat fish. Uh, I would do I would do probably a shrimp dish. Yeah, okay. A, I love shrimp. I'd do a shrimp curry or a shrimp something. So your hidden talent is that you're a chef. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm a... Uh, I think I, I consider myself a... And then what project sure. are you working on today that you can't stop thinking about? Um, staying healthy. Yeah? Yeah. yeah I, I, can't stop, I can't stop thinking about that because m my dad died at yeah. 69. That's I, a, yeah. And, and I'm 69, so yeah. that's the thing I, I'm... I'm uh, One of my favorite things to tell young people, I tell my guys here, is they obsess on money. They're all about money, 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 money. Right. But you can have all the money in the world, and if you don't have health, you're screwed. I know. Yeah. So I health know. is... Jobs had died of what my mom died. Yeah. Pancreas, health is... Pancreas, I think pancreas. health is the most important thing. Right. As you get older, is you've right. got to take care of your health. Right. Exactly. And then the last question, which I dread to ask you, Rick, because I know we'll probably be here another three hours, but what is your favorite restaurant in Rancho Cordova? 
Mm. I'm going to tell you a place where I, I love to go, and yeah. that's the KP Marketplace yeah. and their food court. Yeah. Because I was I, there two days ago. Yeah, I think the uh, spice of life is is cho different choices. Yeah. And there you have the uh, at your fingertips, right there. You can you can go from from uh, Asian to Mexican to in the in the uh, food hall in the food court. Yes, yeah. uh, Korean. You can you got the bibimbap. You got you got. It's just it's fabulous. Right. I mean, uh, I I highly recommend. Well, you know what? We have asked this question maybe ten people. Nobody has said KP Market because they don't really consider it as a restaurant. And it, you know, it used to be I, I liked mints, but that's changed. The really that's the thing about the development of Rancho and this new uh, civic center. Right. They got to get a place in there. Right. That's a nice restaurant, and I'm I'm really leading to having a fountain. I want a right. fountain in the right. center of this development where people can go to. After a walk after dinner, right. and maybe propose. I know the, the restaurant place where you can propose. Hey,、to. you know what? I know. It's going to be called Sloan's. Sloan's, and、oh, then you're going to be the chef. I would、and、do it. And then Rebecca can be the front of house. She'd be in charge of everything, yeah. right? She'd yeah, be, yeah. She's the one, my PR agent. Yeah. yeah. Well, listen, Rick Sloan. Thank you very much for joining us today. It's gonna we've gone a little longer, but it's been a fascinating discussion. So you've been listening to the Rancho Cordova podcast. We've had Rick Sloan here, and、um, thank you, Rick. And until next time. Well, there you have it. Thank you for listening to the Rancho Cordova podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please follow us and leave us a review, and be sure to tell your friends. Also, please visit our website at www.ranchocordovapodcast.org. And if you have any comments or suggestions for future episodes, please send us a message via the website. And until next time, this is your host, Charles Lego. <laughs>